Joining me now for gardening with Barb and Karen is Barb. And Karen. And Karen. Good morning, Barb. How are you? Hey, I am... Um Actually, I didn't think I'd be tired of the cold weather <laughs> because it was an improvement <laughs> over winter. Right. But then we had that snow again this morning. It started coming yeah. down and then it stopped. And uh, the wind. Now, here's something. Here's a believe it or not. We have this large, large gas grill that we just put it back out on the deck. It's mm. been put away for the winter. It is so large. It has four burners on it uh, that for... Uh, charcoaling and then the fifth one is on the outside and that's that's uh, a gas burner with a you know so some serious barbecue so, stuff. right and this big well the other morning I guess it was yesterday morning yeah I woke up and I looked outside it had blown off the deck now that, that big thing that big thing yeah it was laying on its side out in the yard oh my and, and I thought oh my goodness you know the winds have been so strong well yesterday uh, Grant woke up at 2:30 because of the wind because he heard some banging well it was all down the street the the um, bins for garbage and recyclables yes. and so Jeff went out in the middle of the morning and was picking up stuff like at 2:30 or 3 in the morning you know just oh, cuz yeah, he right. was like well I'm up anyway and so poor Grant couldn't go back to sleep but yeah the winds have been terrible yeah it has been terrible i'm i'm just really surprised and you know what through it all my wonderful blood roots have been blooming and, and you know some of them in different locations opened up first and now it's kind of as it goes across the front of my greenhouse there those are opening up they're on the outside of the greenhouse right? they are yeah they yeah. are they're a but native they, plant right they're they're very much a native plant and they get the the greenhouse because it's all glass sure when the sun is out it heats up and the heat comes through the glass, and actually the foundation is uh, one foot lower there. Oh. So it's heating the soil, nice. you know, and, and things grow just extremely well. I wish I had that kind of a, a bonus all over the yard. Well, my hyacinths are blooming. So that's really nice. And, of course, some of my crocus are already done blooming. A whole yes, bunch of them. Yes, mine too. Yep, they, they were beautiful. <laughs> and now it's the hyacinths turn. And some of the daffodils uh, out at the, the lake house, the daffodils are blooming. Ones that I just yes. planted this past fall. So yes. it's just really fun. And the tulips are up pretty high getting uh, the buds on them. And so far, the deer, nothing has bothered them. But I sprayed them yes. very early with that deer defeat stuff mm -hmm. that I told you works yep, for me. Yep. And then when it rained, I sprayed them again, even though it says you don't have to, just because. Yes. And right now, they're probably mm, 10 inches high or yeah, so, and yeah. they're still okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I try to plant tulips that are the latest possible because yes, we get away from this wind. But it's always early to see them blooming with the daffodils, too. They look just really great filling in the background. I do have... Uh, uh, daffodils that have been uh, the first ones, the King Arthur, with the larger trumpet on them. Mm -hmm. They have stood the wind. They stood the snow. They've actually bent over, and then as it warmed up, they just they rose right up. up again. What a great plant that is. Yeah, I think a lot of people worry that, you know, the, the snow is going to kill all <clears> those, but they're pretty tough. But if you did during that, like, 90-degree day, you thought, ah, it's summer, I can put everything out. Then you're in trouble because anything yeah. you put out that was an annual, of course, that does not take, and it's still too early to put out any oh, annuals. it is. It yeah. is, and yet they're available at the store. Right. And I was thinking of the big box stores that, for oh. the most part, their things stand outside. Right. I've, I've seen some of them, and some of them will bring them in and put, like, a big tarp or something over, and I say, sure. well, good luck with that. And Yeah. Because, I mean... 
they're so many that they just don't have a place to put them inside sure, sometimes. Sure, yeah. that's right. And who can, you know, the, the weather is so fickle. One day it's nice, the next day it's just the opposite again. Hey, you know what I have been doing? What? I have been using the front of my refrigerator with magnets okay. to make notes about my garden oh. because I have been out there taking a very serious look and reevaluating things. Okay, because your garden has been there for how many years? Well, I suppose uh, probably at least uh, 40 to 50 years. Right. So you know. through the years, you've put new things <clears throat> in. You've probably taken new things out. Some things work, some things right. don't. And I'm sure now you're you're probably saying, now what? Well, yeah. And some things, you know, like, like the peonies, I don't want to touch them because they've always done well. They're just... They're, they're a plant that you find in old cemeteries growing, and they've been there forever, so so why bother? But there are some things, now that we've discovered how valuable pollinators are, and that we have a responsibility to take care of them and put in plants with pollen and nectar, I have to start thinking about, does this have pollen or nectar enough? Is this what the pollinators want? So one of the things I'm going to put in, then, is the... Um, um, I wanted to say, oh, golden. Uh, the golden. Uh, what did What did I just tell golden you? Goldenrod. Goldenrod. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a nice one. A lot of people assume that's <coughs> what causes their allergies in the fall because that's when it's blooming. But it's the ragweed that causes that. So, yes. and yeah. I know you had mentioned that because you've got some allergy issues, yeah. and you said, "Well, I." thought it was the the goldenrod but it's I had not. taken it out and it always did well but yeah. I just decided oh well okay let's take that out then well now I'm gonna put it back in again and find some real special places for it and also I have the New England aster which I didn't realize that was a native yeah I thought hmm that must have come from Europe with the, you know, when our uh, ancestors were coming, but it's not, it's native here. And of course it's been hybridized and all, right. you know, so it's probably not the original one. But I do know for a fact that where I've had it, it just attracts oh, so many pollinators. pollinators, just covered. Well, now the Lakeshore pollinator pack that I got does have, It's it's got the, uh, well, it's got a nice mix, but the bottle gentian is one that certain mm-hmm. bees yep. can go get in. It's got uh, blue lobelia. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the others right now. It's got the uh, fox sedge, which is a grass that gets little uh, flowers on the end. Because even grass grasses do have oh, some. Oh, sure. And sedge. And sedge. Yes, sedge. Yeah. Sedge, right. Sedge. Maybe it's, fo- it's fox sedge, I think that's what it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah right, right. And let's see what else is there. And then I'm, I'm doing the, you can get the native uh purple cone flowers and those are excellent as well so there's a lot of natives that still look pretty yes and some of them have been hybridized but you got to be careful with things that have been hybridized that say um, like double uh, lilies for example because they don't have any pollen right so when you're getting things you know you think well I'm getting flowers so obviously I'm pollinating but some things don't anymore because of the way they've been been across sure sure that's right and uh, you know uh, the bees and the other pollinators. I mean, they're going to vegetables too. So and fruits, right? Like, like strawberries and things like that. Squash. And raspberries. Yeah, you have wild strawberries, don't you? No, nope, well, they're, they're not, not wild. No, oh. I got them from uh, a farm friend over by Pemberton, and uh, and he got them from his mother, who probably got them from her grandmother. Wow. Okay. And so they are a hybrid. I don't know what they are. Do they have the little berries or are they bigger? No, they have the wonderful big berries. Okay. And they 
bloom. Well, they, I didn't realize this before, but did you know that, that strawberries actually ripen from the bottom and go up? They do. Hmm, and then a lot of times when you get them in the store, that whole top is white up in there. Right, yeah. That's because they're picked too early. Oh, I did so, not know that. But they, they hold up in packing and shipping much better. So, But they, these berries, they... When they're ripe, they're just all red and they're juicy, and you can smell them. Right. And we keep them uh, covered. We have hoops over them uh, after they're pollinated, simply because uh, we have rabbits, we have oh, deer, we rabbits. have everything up at good council. And the electric fence keeps, for the most part, keeps the deer out. But you never know when they're going to jump the fence and oh, get yeah, in because they can go over seven feet. <clears> oh yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of strawberries, the the wild strawberries are an excellent ground cover if you want. Sure. They provide for the pollinators, and but they're those little tiny berries. And I remember growing up, going along the roadside, and they would be in terrible, you know, sand and all kinds of things. So that's sure. why they make a great ground cover if you want something. And then once they're done with their little berries, yeah. then they're still they're just a nice green cover. They're, yeah, and they're just, I remember as a child, too, we'd go looking for them. They're just a little bit more than a nubbin, almost oh. like a seed pearl. They're so small. But they're tasty. Uh, well, yes, you just, yes, you just savor them. I mean, especially when you're a kid and you're out scouting around, that's just like treasure to find them. Oh, I was going to mention my Helleborus are blooming as well. I forgot to mention that. Hey, yours, I, are yours I have three. And here was the thing. I was so worried about them. Because the foliage was all crushed and brown. But it, oh, it was brown. Okay, because <coughs> usually that stays green. Mine stays green through it the didn't. winter. And they're also known as a Lenten rose. Yes, yeah. yes. And just a beautiful plant. Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh. So I cut off all the brown okay. leaves on it. Did and you have any green on it? Very little. Okay. I mean, but it had the bud. It had oh, the flower bud good. right up in the center. And one is, um, uh, got pink mm -hmm. and the other one is more of a <coughs> dark um kind of like almost a rusty brown in sure. there mm -hmm. and and then there's a white so i have three in different places in my garden and they're one of the early bloomers it's really great for pollinators yeah. because anything you can do because the pollinators have been out you I, like i said i've got my mosquito first mosquito about a couple weeks ago already and sure. you, there's other things sure. i've seen out as well yeah yeah you know, the other thing that I'm doing with my list on the refrigerator is uh, I'm reminding myself that where the daffodils are planted now, where there aren't a lot of flowers, I need to dig those. The, and it, Dig it, the daffodils? Mm -hmm, in the fall. After they get all done oh, okay. with their foliage and everything, and then I'm going to dig them out because they're too thick, or they are. They're they're overcrowded. They just oh, pile up, and in then each they other. don't bloom as well anymore. No, they don't. And you just get lots of foliage, which is good. But the key is you have to mark them because that foliage does die back, and then you forget where they are. Yeah. And and I've done that with tulips too because you want to leave the foliage on until it dies back. But if you want to do anything with them in the fall, right. you better have something. Maybe even. Uh, yeah spoon or something, a plastic you know, spoon or whatever, yeah, stick yeah. or something. I like chopsticks. Chop, oh, that's right, your chopstick. Actually. Yeah, I, I am. And, and you know, you can even take a piece of yarn and string it, make a go uh, north, south, east, and west, and string it across close to the ground there, so you know the perimeter. Wait, do you put, it, do you put the yarn on a stick or something? I put it on the chopstick. Oh, the chopstick. Pull it across, okay. and then, so that I've got all four corners, like marked, and so I don't want to dig into these bulbs. I want to dig around them. Then I'll 
improve that soil. I'll put in some more uh, mulch, and I will, uh, um, or I should say compost, and also some uh, bone meal in there. Do and you, when after you dig your, let's say they're too thick, do you spread them around? Do you give them away? Do you throw them in a pile somewhere? No, what do you do with them? Because sometimes I, you can get overwhelmed with too many bulbs. Yeah, it, yeah, but what happened was uh, when I took out the uh, um, plantings, uh, my foundation plantings, which was shrubs, and there was nothing in there but shrubs. And so now I have this huge long distance, and I'm spreading them out oh, sure. in there. Very good. And I've moved them to some of them to the back too. It seems like um, I just can't believe that I would have planted all white, all the Carlton, but I have a lot of Carltons. Do you think they could have uh, just multiplied more? I I I don't know. Or did they? Um, did they revert back? I'm not sure I, about I'm not a daffodil expert, but I know some yeah, other plants can yeah. revert back to their original. Yes. So I don't know either, but they're very healthy. They're they're fine. So I'm going to move those out. And then when I buy some new things, I, I really do like the King Alfred trumpet. That trumpet is longer. That's that, that bonnet like in the center that comes out. And, and I think that's really striking. And they're sturdy, too. They, they usually don't fall over in, in, in the wind. Sure, yeah. Uh, you were going to talk about a little bit about the Master Gardener meeting on Monday night. They yes. were talking about our plant sale, which is on, is it May 20th? Uh, it's our plant sale. Yeah, now I forgot. I think, well, anyway, it's in it, May. Right. But you were talking about we when we're getting plants ready to sell now, we yes. have a big concern with the jumping worm. And, you know, I'm with the Hosta Society, too. We're going to be preparing the hostas. And one of the things is if somebody gets them from their own garden, they need to wash all the soil off. And, the, you know, because the jumping worm issue, there could be those cocoons. And I just got some uh, yarrow that I had that was really thick in my yard that I washed specifically for the upcoming sale for our Master mm-hmm. Garden uh, sale in May. And I just washed all the dirt off just down to the root. And now I have repotted them so they'll, you know, come in, in soil, special potting soil that's been, you know, treated sure. and everything. Sure. But you said that the meeting they talked about that they might even sell some just bare root. You wash yeah, them and, right. and not even pot them. <clears throat> right. We, and that will be very different for people not used right. to that. We got a new handout from the University of Minnesota, and I was surprised when I was reading this. I thought we had to include bleach. We had to make a, a light uh, solution of right. bleach water, like 10 to 1, one part bleach and then 10 parts water. But <clears throat> I found out that's not necessary. Just plain water, you said. Uh, absolutely. But you wash the leaves, you wash everything and change the water. And hey, here's the other thing. Be sure you don't put that on your lawn because the. What thing- do you do with that then? Because I I did actually wash it off in the lawn because I don't I mean I don't know what else to do with it. What am I gonna? Well, do? I think you could probably put that into the storm sewer, because oh. there's nothing to pollute there, you know. Really, as long as you're not putting chemicals in there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, oh. and here's the thing I didn't know before. Uh, if people say, "Oh, it's safe." Um, I, I haven't seen any worms. I haven't seen any jumping worms uh, in my garden this spring, so I know it's safe. I don't have to wash things off. Here's the thing. That's what you think. <laughs> yeah, it's just absolutely not. The, the worm itself dies off in the fall. Yeah, you won't see they any do worms. not live through the winter. And what lives are their eggs, which they 
They're the form, size of a peppercorn. Yeah, the, and they, they form them into a little cocoon. Right. And you won't even see those eggs. They blend in so well. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's exactly right. So don't feel safe because you don't see any jumping around. You might have the eggs there. And here's the thing with um, with anything that can spread like this that's so contagious, prevention. Prevention is the best thing you can do. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So be sure that if you're going to give somebody something, be sure you've washed it thoroughly and, and let them understand. And they said that even when you take and you're, you know, take your soil out of the hole, be sure you put it on a plastic tarp. You know, don't put that soil another place in your garden. Keep it separate where you were digging so you're not spreading it that way. Then what do you do, throw that dirt in the garbage? Well, you know, I I mean, would, that's the hard part about it. I would think that you would put it into a bucket or something and keep it separate and see if anything develops in there. Oh, I mean, I suppose because if you let it get hot enough, anything, you know, then it can yeah. kill them Most, off. If, most of our compost piles don't get hot enough, right. so it can't go in there. The other thing they said was, if you have people coming to your garden, really, you should change your shoes so that they don't drag anything into your well, garden. Well, even when you have a lawn service that's coming in from, <laughs> you know, the, on the wheels or any, you know, could get stuck on the wheels or any yeah. place else or people tracking in on, on their shoes. Sure. So I'm going to be having this hosta tour in the end of June right. at my place and I'm trying <clears> to decide if I should get some of those little like hospital booties and have them put over their yeah, shoes right, right. or, you know, like on hog farms or they had those um, washes, you, you dip your boots or whatever in the, the special wash of I don't right. know what it is bleach or whatever it sure. is and then you know just to to make sure because I don't want to be responsible for having somebody bring them in or take any out yeah I agree I agree that <clears throat> that is so important to do that they even talked about the bus if you have people coming and in a bus make sure you know where you're going to park that bus right so that's on the on the cement or on the tarby it shouldn't be parking on the grass because these worms can actually the eggs can be brought in on those wheels and on the bus itself oh my goodness there's so (coughs) many things you know and we never talked about invasives before and maybe they have been here all along probably but it's just that we're more aware of them with research and that sort of thing too and and i you know i don't think so though because now they're seeing like in the forest they're seeing the the wildflowers that are disappearing and they're finding in their place invasive kinds of things that can take over and when you when you're Soil is like coffee grounds. You go out. That's what's happened. They've had the, yeah. they've had a free range because we didn't recognize how harmful they were. Yeah, true. So, uh, potatoes. Have you planted your potatoes? It is still not too late to plant potatoes. I wanted to just mention that. I haven't. I haven't planted potatoes because my parents always used to say, and my sister does this. I don't know if she did this year, but she said you should plant them no later than April fifteenth for whatever reason. That was some right, right. date. But I, I, I mean, it, there's plenty of time still. Right. And it's, it was kind of cold the, the then. Soil, the soil is cold. They don't do well in really cold soil. So you're better off. And if the soil was too wet to work and you're better off to stay out and plant them a little later, That's that'll be fine. They'll be great. And the other thing is, you know, if you really love potatoes, 
why don't you put in a raised bed? Yep. And that will warm up much faster for you, and you'll get your potatoes earlier that way. Because my, my raised bed has been warm enough to plant things like onions and peas and, and things like that, whereas the ground has been a little right. cooler. And my, my friend Mary, though, she she planted some peas, and she said, Karen, only three came up. Well, it's been a little cold still. It has been. Even though they like it, when, or don't mind when it's colder, it's still been very yeah, yeah, exactly. That is so true. So will you be planting anything anytime soon? Um, no, I'm still, um, I'm, I'm doing my evaluation. And also, if my garden is warm enough for dandelions to sprout, <laughs> I dug three dandelions out, just sat on the edge of the garden and dug and dug until the root must have went down, I don't know, 14 inches at least, I would say. Got every bit of that out and said, oh. That was well done, yeah. Good I don't for want, you. Yeah, I don't want them in there. And also in the raspberry patch, I found um, tree seedlings. Oh, yeah, eat. I get those every year. I just can't figure out where they're coming from. From the trees. Yeah, I know, but they just <laughs> blow in, or the birds oh. bring them in, or, or whatever. So, you know, when you have a garden, there's so much more than just planting. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's just it's just ongoing all the time, and if you want to keep up with it, and so you know these these jumping worms. The other the other thing we want to say to people besides uh, where you're getting your plants, you know, if you're going to a plant sale or if your a friend's giving them to you, be sure that you check and see where your planting soil is coming from, your mulch is coming from, and you briefly mentioned this. You know the the lawn service that comes in and does when they take out the aeration aeration that that whole that that equipment uh they have to clean that before well, see that's what i'm worried about i'm going to have that done um some core aeration mm-hmm. and i'm going to then overseed it with my mini clover mm-hmm. but my thought is how do you make sure that that is going to be i mean i don't imagine uh, i'm guessing they're not washing between every place they should power wash they should but yeah are they yeah yeah I, I don't know. That's I mean, and even the long guy that's out there spraying <clears throat> for for weeds or fertilizer or whatever on on their boots. I mean, yeah. they're not. You know, it's sure. kind of like this. If you went and you were going to have a flu shot, and and because you wanted to prevent your getting the flu, sure. and if they use the same old dirty needle for every person, boy, it wouldn't take long, and we'd all be infected. And the same is with any kind of equipment that you that you bring in like that. You know, there's such a, you know, there's a, a, a chance that you could be bringing in those eggs, especially. They seem to be, um, uh, because they don't, it takes 160 degrees to kill them. They just don't die that easily, so they, they're pretty darn hardy. So think about that. So that's a good thing. And, of course, now uh, if you happen to have... Uh, know that you have jumping worms in your yard. They'd like to know about it at the university. So far in Blue Earth County, we have had one case, just one. So that's encouraging. And uh, But if they want to keep track of this and just uh, and call the Extension Service and talk to them about that. Now, do you have to bring the worm in? I'm pretty sure I have some, uh, but I've never reported it yet. Well, I maybe I did on the, there's an online thing you can They talk remember. about a picture, a well-focused picture, oh, okay. and they want to be able to see there's a 
a white ring that goes around the top of it. They and they're very like they're almost like they're rigid. These worms are they're not squishy like the the normal ones. I don't know. I've only seen pictures. Well, I've I've seen I've experienced them, Barb. Yeah, yeah, I have. And, but no, and that's when I've gone to these lessons or these uh, sure. s- workshops and things. They talk sure. about it. And the, this woman who we heard who has who got it from she brought in she was having a garden tour at her house. Uh, so she brought in a ton of mulch, ton and ton of mulch, and that's where she basically, yeah. I was spreading this all over my property. Now wow. it's everywhere, and she says it's horrible. So now she, she had beautiful hostas, so now she can no longer grow the minis or the smalls because they damage the soil so much. The the uh, larger ones seem to be able to tolerate a bit better because their roots are a little deeper. Sure. So that's the thing. Uh, you know, you say, well, this, look at this mulch. It's super, super cheap. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. there's a reason why. Wow. And I thought rabbits were bad, and then I thought deer were bad. And by the way, I have this new um, flowering crab that I planted up front in my foundation planting, and I have a fence around it, and the deer were in there, or deer one, and ate it down. Oh, no. Yeah, it it had buds on it. Now, have you sprayed anything yet? No. Well, I did spray the crocus. And, and oh. that saved them. But this thing, I just wasn't thinking that they were going to go after that. And with this fence in front of it. Right. I th- you but it. you see, they have such long necks. They do. They can, <laughs> and tongues. <laughs> yeah, they can just really reach. So, so there you are. But you know what? They have pretty much stayed out of my pussy willow this year. Yeah, they got them before? Oh, they always. Oh, really? Their, I didn't realize that that was one they. Oh, they and, eat it. They, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, just, just, just crazy. Because yeah. the one thing you know, people say, what can I do about deer? Well, they can put up a fence, or you can put deer resistant plants. That doesn't mean they're deer uh, solidly that they, they won't eat them. Because if they're hungry, they'll eat anything. But um, those are the things you really can do to try to make sure, a difference at least. Sure. We 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 do need to do something about the deer in the ravine. It's really such a too many. Yeah, it's, it's and that's because sad. we're encroaching on their. Of course. Their property. And, and people feed them when they shouldn't right. be. Right. So, By the way, tomorrow is Earth Day, Barb. It, it is. Yes, that's and right. There's a bunch of things going on. I know the university's got some things tomorrow here on campus. And and so I, I don't know how you're celebrating. I'm going to be up at the, uh, the uh, Lily Bulb Sale up in the Twin Cities at the Bachman's on Lindale. And that will be going on starting at 9 o'clock tomorrow. <clears> so that's what I'll be doing on my Earth Day. Well, good luck to you. How about you? What are you up to? Um, well, uh, I think if it warms up, I might be able to do something in my garden if it dries off. If it, it dries up. off, yeah. Depends on how much wind we've got. But if not, I'll be out in my greenhouse. I am still washing pots and organizing. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take long till you have too many assorted pots. <laughs> You're telling me. And what do you do with all this stuff? And how much do you save? It's, it's you know, just... You know, we I had Jane Dow on yesterday, <coughs> who was the Mankato Zero Waste with Plastics and stuff. We were talking about that and making sure that you try to find alternatives to plastic right. if you can. Right. So. Yeah. And, and you know, when I go to the store now, I'm looking for things that doesn't have as much packaging. Yep. Uh, it's just such an eye-opening time for us because things aren't the way they used to be. It used to be pretty darn simple. But now it takes a it's lot fun. more thought. And there's a lot do, more people to, you know, to deal right. with it, too. Yes, so. that's right. That's right. Hey, do we need to mention again 
that um, on the 29th, that's our plant sale. April, no. Or, excuse me, that's that's our... Education, uh, yes. Education we have to, You mentioned that. You talked yes, about it. Yes, yes. So the 29th, Saturday. April, n- next next uh, Saturday. We can yes, today. 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're having this wonderful workshop. It's free. It's at the Pioneer Bank, 1450 Adams Street. And it's absolutely free. The first program, uh, 9.30 to 10.30, is... Tips for Growing Tomatoes with Joyce Wilcox, 10.30 to 11.30, Trees and Shrubs for Changing Climate with Gary Wyatt, excellent program, 11.30 to 12.30. We have Mary Holm from PBS TV coming on to talk about um, plants. Native prairie plants. That's Mm -hmm. exactly right. And then 12.30 to 1.30, we have Weather Trends uh, by... um, Caitlin Lohr. Caitlin or yes, Lord, yep, she's K-U-I-C, with KYC yeah. meteorologist, right? Some good people come and if you can stay an hour, stay an hour. If you can stay all day, if you want to bring your lunch with you, because we don't offer any food, then go ahead and bring your lunch and you can eat it there. And you don't need to pre-register, do you? <clears throat> no, no, you so do you not. So you show up at the Pioneer Bank next weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. The first show or the first uh, workshop is at nine and goes through. Is it two? Nine, the first workshop is actually at nine thirty. Oh, nine thirty. And then when's the last? Uh, 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 from 12.30 to 1.30. Very good. Thanks, Barb. Yeah, well, thank you, Karen. We'll see you see next, you next week. Yep, bye-bye. It is 